Hey guys, hello and welcome back to the latest episode of the Irish Balance podcast. If you are new to this podcast, thank you so much um, for starting to listen to it. And if you're a regular listener, you're very welcome back. My name is Dr. Kira Kelly. I am a medical doctor specializing in public health medicine and I run the blog and Instagram platform, The Irish Balance. Um, I'm really delighted to be joined by a pharmacist today on the podcast. Well, welcome, Laura. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Guys, if you aren't already following Laura, and I hope you are, Laura is at Fabulous Pharmacist on Instagram. Laura, would you be able to tell the listeners a bit about you um, and your background if they aren't already following your uh, your page? Yeah. um, So I am a pharmacist qualified since uh, 2003. I work in community pharmacy, have done since then. And I'm currently working in Stillorgan in a pharmacy there where I've worked for about 15 years. So I know my patients mm. <laughs> by the way they look from, from the back of them. So if I'm coming into the, in, into the pharmacy after, after, after being out of it and yeah. I, I see someone standing at the counter, I know who it is from the back of them. So it's a very local little pharmacy and we, uh, that, that's the way, that's where I've worked and that's where I love working. That's lovely. I really like yeah. it from the back yeah. of them. This is the thing about your Instagram page. It is honestly, it's a breath of fresh air for health related information, but also it's hilarious. Like you have done <laughs> dance off, po- dance off posts and videos. Am yeah. I right? Like, I yeah. actually, it's, it makes me laugh. I go there I, just even for a breath of fresh air for a bit of laughter as well. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I'm all about bringing a bit of laughter into, into work because sure we spend more time with our colleagues often than we do with our family. So we might as well have a bit of fun with it. So wh- whenever I can get anyone to do a dance and a boogie, with me and was willing to be filmed I, I, I'll do it <laughs> next time I'm in Salorgan I know where to go for a bit of a dance I'm telling you yeah I'll let you choose the music as well okay well then I'm sold <laughs> and Laura how did you get into using social media as a pharmacist because I have to say I think you're the first pharmacist I followed on social media um yeah I actually yeah. don't think I've seen many yeah I don't think yeah I don't think there is I think there's a few now that have started coming up um cert- certainly in the last few months I think there's a lot more health influencers and more healthcare practitioners out there uh, but yeah no I started it because for the simple reason that I was seeing my, you know my patients and customers were coming in daily with the same kind of questions and complaints as well mm-hmm. as my friends so I would be getting pictures of my friend's baby's bottom going is it meningitis <laughs> you know yeah. or what do I do for this so I thought look you know I'm giving the information to everyone anyway why don't I just start putting it out online in a really unbiased and and friendly and kind of easy to decipher kind of way so that's how I started and I started doing written posts say on Facebook and on Instagram back in the day you know a few years ago and yeah. The engagement, although I, I, the, the following was kind of steady, but it was slow. But it's because yeah. I think that you can't get your personality across when you do written posts like that, because, you know, everything has to be very specific and it has to be correct. So you have to be, you know, you're almost like a medical book giving information yeah. like that. But then when um, then I think last year I started doing stories on my Instagram and that's kind of where it took off, because obviously you can do little bits and pieces. You're chatting to the camera. People can see who you are. They can get your personality. You can do dance offs, you know, and <laughs> things like that. So and I just find it much a much easier way to communicate with people rather than thinking out a written post that had to be absolutely perfect because it was in the written word. Mm. Uh, and that's that's how it kind of all began. And I'm, I'm loving it. I, I love giving healthcare information. It's what I do for a living. So why not just put yeah. it out there for free and make people, you know, the health anxiety that people might have. It might ease it in some way. 
I love that. I love the idea of easing health anxiety. I think it's something that it's something that's informed why I started my page as well. It's like you're getting these questions and we know people are accessing information online. So why not try and put some quality, as you say, unbiased evidence based stuff out there? Because we know there's enough tripe out there already. Yeah, there is. And there's so much. And you just have to put anything in to Google and it'll come up you know, varying opinions and lots of forums and, you know, a lot of BS as well. And a lot of people trying to to peddle their own products too. So I think that if you're, if you're, if you're on there as a healthcare practitioner, be it a doctor, a pharmacist, a physio, and, and, and you're genuinely just giving the advice that people want to hear, then, you know, that's good. If if I help one person, you know, that's, that's Mm. a, that's a, that's a plus. And why pharmacy, Laura, what prompted you to choose that as the career route you were going to go down? So I I always loved um, maths and I loved chemistry and the sciences Mm. and I it was either medicine or pharmacy and I was never massively into blood and guts as you'd say (laughs) and like that's actually the reality so I wanted to do something with healthcare something that helped me work with people and help them but didn't necessarily get it down and dirty with mm. them in, in, in the sense of, of um, surgical procedures and, and medicine in that sense. So that's why I chose pharmacy. That's actually the, the honest reason why I did. And I think it was definitely uh, the right career choice for me. What's your favourite part about it? Oh, dealing with my patients and, and the public in general and just helping them out and mm. making them feel better. You know, you can just and sometimes it's actually as a pharmacist, we can be just so easily accessed by people. So we might get yeah. a little old lady in and we may be the only people that she talks to that day. And it might literally just be that she's in for a chat and that's all yeah. she wants. She might be talking about the weather, but, you know, that's helped her mental health getting out and talking and maybe telling me about her ailment or asking me about her medicine or something like that. And that's genuinely what, what, what I love doing, as well as, you know, medicine reviews and helping people understand more about their medication, why they should be taking it, etc. Maybe you've come across yourself, but I feel like you don't think about their pharmacist um, maybe in the same way they would their GP. Like you described, they're like knowing your patients, knowing your people. I think that's lovely. And I think that's something, as you say, people might know that you're a wealth of information to access locally too. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. And, you know, since I've been online, I have had lots of messages going, oh my goodness, I didn't realize pharmacists knew so much. And I'm like, well, <laughs> Well, that's Excuse good. Me. Well, I'm glad. Well, I'm glad that you now know that we do. And, and maybe I suppose pharmacists, yeah, we're the kind of the unseen healthcare practitioner. I suppose people might, you know, if they're coming in for their medicines, they might just see us in the back and we dispense their medicines and give them out. Whereas obviously, you know, patients have one to one consultations with their GP and it's a different type of relationship. But you can have an extremely good relationship with your patients as, as, a, as a pharmacist if you're chatty and outgoing and are, are willing to go out to them, you know, and, and have the time to go out to them, I suppose, too, because some dispensaries can be very busy. Mm. So. Yeah, it really just depends, I suppose, on on the person and what you want to give to it. I think it's such a valuable role you play, though, in that regard, because I know, like, from as a doctor myself, one of the biggest challenges is getting enough time with our patients to sit down, sit down and, and talk about the medications um, yeah. that people are taking and the level of understanding about medicine hugely affects its adherence. Am I right in saying that? Oh, without a doubt, yeah. So I would get people in saying, oh, I don't know why my doctor put me on this. No, the doctor could have well explained why. But you know yourself, if a patient is sitting in front of you, they might hear the first thing that you say, like you have high blood pressure. Like I've had people come in to me and go, 
oh my god, I'm devastated. I have osteoporosis. What do I do? And why? Mm. Why am I? Why have I been prescribed this? And it's just they hear the first thing. They all they hear is like white noise. Then, yeah. So it's yeah. important that they have the pharmacist to 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 follow up any queries that they might have because the doctors are busy. They're under pressure, and now more than ever as well. So. Yeah, we are an important resource that people can access any time of the day. You know, usually, except for this during this pandemic, we're open yeah. seven days a week. We're open late nights. I think a lot of pharmacists have scaled back their opening hours at the minute, but we're generally very easily accessible. And a lot of us just love nothing more than talking about drugs. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's why we're in the game. So, yeah, yeah. Feel the legal kind. <laughs> the legal kind, of course. <laughs> and we we've mentioned the word pandemic Laura we've done it I was going to ask um about I suppose COVID, the COVID-19 pandemic in relation to pharmacies in Ireland because they have been thrown into a spot in, into the spotlight really um it's as of many aspects of our healthcare system but how has the pandemic impacted on our pharmacies so far well initially there was a huge problem with ordering because when the pandemic first hit a lot of people tried to panic buy. Now, mm-hmm. I would have always been encouraging people, don't panic buy, because if you try and buy two, three months of your prescriptions, you know, that means then that if there is a shortage, someone will run out or someone that doesn't have the money will not be able to afford their medicines or get their medicines next month. But but not even just with prescription medicines, people were, were, were trying to bulk buy paracetamol and ibuprofen. So it put a huge strain on our delivery systems and on our logistics because our warehouses became overwhelmed with all these orders so initially we we may have been getting maybe where we would have got two orders a day we might have been getting one order every three days and it would have been then a massive order so in that sense logistically it was it was difficult and then obviously people would be coming in looking for hand sanitizer and face masks and gloves and I was trying to you know we were all trying to educate people about you know if hand washing is actually the most important thing there the gloves Mm. and the masks will not help you know unless you're infected or uh, they can also lead to a bit of complacency around hand washing so there was a lot of that and a lot of people anxious and nervous and you know the people that were coming in their faces were strained and anxiety ridden and obviously worried for their elderly parents etc so that we we had a lot to deal with we did I, I would say that it was probably the busiest the lead up to Leo Varadkar's first speech was yeah. probably the busiest of my life in terms of working in a pharmacy really yeah okay. yeah very yeah. much so and other pharmacists would say the same thing too you know and and just dealing with I suppose glitches in drug in drug shortages they may like it wasn't that the drugs were short it was that literally like the, the ordering system just could not hack the amount of orders that were going through so we may not have been able to get drugs f- for a couple of days and then people would go around to be WhatsApp messages going around, flying around that drugs were, you know, pharmacies were all out of paracetamol. There was no paracetamol at all in Ireland, which was untrue. It was just, yeah. uh, we just had to, to, to wait for the, the supply chain to, to, to get back up and running, you know. And the key is really, it's similar to the supermarkets. It's to get what you need to keep you going and, um, you know, not to bulk buy. I assume that's yeah. the message for you guys as well. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, that's what we're saying. And a lot of pharmacies would have to turn patients away then as well when they mm. were looking to get their drugs that little bit earlier. Or even, you know, I had a number of people that were, they may have got a prescription stamped in the pharmacy around the corner from me yesterday. And then they come in today and want another month's supply. And I'd have to explain to them, listen, you know, we can't give you another month's supply of your prescription because. Yeah. It just means that someone else might go short if there is an yeah. issue. So we all need to be really rational. But I think that that message has got through now and people realise it. And yeah. they're just ordering as normal. 
that's as far you know as far as I as far as I'm aware and you know I think so too yeah yeah I think they are and even in the shops I, I don't see the pandemonium and the toilet roll going <laughs> no thank <laughs> god we can yeah. all get toilet roll again <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, I think I, I would agree. I think in public health, I mean, we are continuously very busy at the minute, but particularly leading up to the first bit of closures that were announced on the 12th of March um, and the speech then on Paddy's Day. Though Those two weeks especially, there was just, I mean, there's uncertainty all the time around this pandemic, but particularly I think it was felt in the public that mm. uh, we had our first few cases during that time as well. And there was just a lot of uncertainty and a lot of fear and yes. that obviously was, I suppose, reflected in consumer behaviour as well. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. And I can understand why people will be worried. It's an unsettling mm. and worrying time for everyone uh, and especially our elderly population, too. So uh, but it's just about keeping the message strong. And I think our our government has been very good and our public health has been very good about keeping the same message the entire time. It hasn't changed insofar oh. as we're given the same message. Obviously we've changed the guidelines day to day, depending on what's mm. going on, but the message has been strong throughout, which is very good for you know the public and uh, getting into the minds of the public and not making people panic. Absolutely. And we were chatting just before we started recording this about how proud we are of our leaders and how they're oh, leading yeah. the country through this this very difficult yeah. time. Um, and I yeah. think a lot of people in the country are fe- are feeling grateful for for Leo and Simon and Tony and as if I know these guys on first first I, name. No, we all feel but, we do though, don't we? we but do. knowing that, I really am very proud of our country. I think we really paved the way. Even you know, we locked down before the UK. We closed schools. We really did take the initiative. Uh, I think it's wonderful. I think that our government listen to your public health. I do wonder, is, I do wonder, is, could some of it be to do with Leo's training as a medic as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's probably come in handy. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know, so I think it's, yeah. I, I really am proud of them. Yeah, I really am. And what do you think are the biggest challenges? I know you've listed lots of challenges there, particularly around logistics. The biggest challenges that you and, and your pharmacy have had to face in this um, I suppose people people would have been rushing in altogether to the pharmacy as well so it was about putting the social distancing in place in the pharmacy okay, yes good point. Uh, yeah so we had to well initially when we put in the social distancing I actually closed the door and we had a bouncer at the door me or someone <laughs> else allowing one or two people into the pharmacy at the one time my pharmacy would be quite small so yeah we limited it to two but then we got to grips with the whole social distancing and we put down stickers on the floor one meter apart and we put up a perspex screen uh, around the front counter as well so Mm. now it still stands that only one person goes into the shop at the one time but there's a you know a table in front of the door so people know and people are very good they generally they've seen it now everywhere and you know people are generally they're not rushing around and rushing into the pharmacy in in droves anymore which is good yeah, I'm definitely noticing that in the supermarkets as well. People are kind of going out of their way to go out of each other's way, if that makes <laughs> yeah. sense. You know what I mean? So strange for Irish people, isn't it? Because we just is. want to like, touch and hug each other and laugh in each other's faces. That's just our, our yeah, way exactly. that we are. And now we're like, oh, we can't do anything about that. I was chatting to someone yesterday about this and we were saying like how it, it will change the behaviour of Irish people in the short term, even after the worst of this yeah. is past us, you know, because our, our natural our heads and cover our yeah. mouth and everything and while respiratory hygiene and hand hygiene that advice applies regardless of whether we're in a pandemic or not I do think our physical distancing and social distancing behaviors it's great that we're adhering to them and we should continue to do so but it will be interesting to see how that pans out yeah. in, in our national community after after this 
after it this definitely happens, will. You know. It definitely will. Yeah. And I suppose yeah. people are will be more aware anyway of how germs are spread and how yes, easy it is to true. pick up something from just not using the proper hand hygiene and respiratory technique. So yeah, we I hopefully society in general will change though for the better in terms of kindness and and being yes. more open with each other too. I think because I think we've seen that you know with the way we've opened the private hospitals with the way we are mm. giving people the social welfare benefit that socialism yeah <laughs> you know there's a lot to be said for us there's a lot to be said yep. for people having an equal opportunity in society as well you know and looking after each other in every looking after each other is so yeah, important exactly. yeah I suppose you mentioned hand sanitizer there, Laura. And one of the first things that, as you said, we saw emptied out of Irish pharmacies and headlines everywhere about it was hand sanitizer. Are we best to be sticking with the soap and the warm water or what's your advice on this? Yes, soap and water. Get a good lather up. Get your mm. 20 seconds, your happy birthday song in and rinse is the best. It has been proven time and time again that it works better than hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer is only to be used if you have no soap and water. To, to hand so that's important because the the soap breaks down the little the little fatty part the little fatty envelope on the virus and that's how it's killed it's, it's made redundant in that sense so yeah soap and water all the way any old soap will do and if we're on the go and let's say we can't get a sink it's okay to be using the hand sanitizer on the go yes it is okay to be using the hand sanitizer on the go but but wash your hands where you can yeah. and then still don't touch your face or your mouth even after you've used hand sanitizer we need to be really mindful of the whole the way this virus is contracted by hand to mouth touching hand to eye touching etc so we and i think that none of us knew how much we touched our hands until we uh, how much we touched our faces until this these guidelines came in. We really I know. all the time don't we and put our fingers in our mouths and oh my goodness you can just see how germs are spread so yeah very important we do it so subconsciously, like someone suggested the other day that you try and do everything with your non-dominant hand because you're just not used to putting that near your face. It's more your dominant hand that you tend to, you know, True. accidentally yeah. cup your, your chin in or something like that. I know. And Laura, how are you doing during this pandemic? I'm asking everyone that comes on my podcast this because I think asking each other, how are you, is, is honestly one of the most sim- the nicest ways we can help look it after is. each other. Yeah, it's lovely. Uh, I am good. I actually had to self-isolate because I experienced symptoms mm. and I am day 12 now. I'll be back to work on Saturday. So I'm looking forward to coming back to work, but I am good. I am homeschooling my three children. Are you? It, uh, yes, I <laughs> I have. Uh, we have assignments from school and I'm trying to work my way through that without becoming overly anxious or stressed yeah. about it either because we are not teachers, you know, the vast majority of parents aren't. So I'm just doing what I can with them. And then I'm just letting their imaginations run wild and let them play and fight and cook and, and tidy the house for me, etc. <laughs> you know, I'm, enjoy, do you know what? I'm taking it as a positive that I'm spending time with my children that I wouldn't otherwise be able to if they were in school every day. So I'm looking at it from that sense. And I think that if we're, we all can get the positive out of every news flash, every news bulletin, every everything that happens us during this, then we'll be a lot better for it. I know it can sometimes seem like a hard thing to do, but if mm. you can just take a little bit of positive, it can just switch the way your brain is thinking about things. Absolutely. I love that. I think trying to find the silver lining and there is always one is, is yeah. one of the most powerful things we can do. What are you finding most helpful to, to cope during some of the stress of this uncertainty? Um, so I have always been uh, a great advocate of exercise and healthy eating. And that's what I am doing. I'm trying to feed my children really nice, healthy food. And I'm trying to exercise as much as possible that someone in isolation can exercise. So I'm doing my yoga. I'm doing 
at home workouts where I can as well. My kids are, are going out for little walks and things like that. But I do think that exercise, humans are built to exercise. We get an endorphin release, we get a reward when we exercise and that's why we can feel so good. And I and I know myself that my mood dips if I haven't exercised. So I'm trying to get my little bit of exercise in every day. Me through it, that and just, you know, happy, kind thoughts and only looking at the news once a day, looking at the nine o'clock news, getting the details um, in my head, knowing what's mm. going on and then that's it. And I suppose not following accounts that would raise my anxiety levels I think is really important too yes absolutely and we're all using technology so much to stay connected and it's really important that we do but in time has gone 300 fold up in the air you know absolutely through the roof I'd say I'd actually be embarrassed if I looked at my screen time but I think that yes we're using it as a connection but yeah, you know especially if we're if we're around children to kind of be, be mindful of the fact that if we're looking at our screens all the time that's what they're seeing too so it's important that they see that we can be socially connected with them without mm. a screen as such you know that way and how have you found talking to this is just sorry a question popped into my head but how have you found talking to your your children about this whole situation so my kids are 11 8 and 6 Mm. So they they understand what's going on. Yeah. There was some little tutorials online, nice children based tutorials about COVID and about what it was and about what it did and why it was important to stay away from grandparents. And they were the types of things that I was telling my children anyway, but I showed them it and it really kind of helped my little six year old to help to sink in because he would be particularly fond of his nana and granddad and, and misses them terribly so mm. but he understands he was we just told him that you know this is the way it is because we want to keep them safe and healthy so I think that the more open and honest you are with your children in an age-appropriate way the better off they be able the better off they are they can understand it they, you know children are so resilient like my kids are just so happy they miss school they miss their friends but they're they're happy in the home they're running around and yeah. doing their own little thing and playing lots so children are resilient that's all I say you know and when it goes on for another few weeks or another few months I think the kids will be fine it'll be for parents I know (laughs) going a bit sorry for yeah 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 and I think one of the nice things that maybe I mean I personally don't have children at the minute but um one of the positives some most of the time I hope is that people are getting time to spend time with each other in the house in the home you know um like one thing I'm trying to do is vi- chat to my family, sometimes a video call, sometimes not, depending on how I look on a given day, but chat oh, to yeah. my family because they're in Dublin, I'm in Galway. So um, it's nice. It's nice to stay connected that way. And it's nice to have that time together in the home, go out for those walks, you know, have yeah. meals together if you can. You know, the things that we say we don't have the time to do. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I've seen some memes as well saying, um, oh, you know, all those things I said were really important that I do if I had some time off. Yeah, they're not so important. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, the things that you thought, oh, I'll definitely be doing 100 push-ups a day if I did. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't do your 100 push-ups no, a day whether no, you're working no. or not. That's the reality. But maybe you will get to spend that little bit of extra time with people that you wouldn't necessarily be able to. Otherwise, whether that will be in a social distancing form over over FaceTime or whether that's just in the home. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Laura, if you could give our listeners one tip to help them look after their health during this pandemic, what would that be? One tip. I, well, you could, you, say, I might give you three if you want. But okay. We usually go with one. <laughs> OK, well, I would say to mm, let me think. OK, I would say to talk about your anxieties with people that are in the home with you. 
and to be kind to each other as well, to, to, to understand that everyone's kind of going through a little bit of a tough time and might be finding it difficult. And also to exercise. If you can exercise, it will really help your mental health. Even 10 minutes, you'd be surprised. We're going out to the back garden. I went out to hang the washing on the line today and even the mm. fresh air. I was like, gosh, it's lovely. You know, it's just I feel my head is clear. So I think that when we are cooped up inside, we forget how wonderful it is to be outside. So I think Definitely. doing that might be might be good. I sorry, I, I did give you three, but it's because I, no, I, I could never stop at one. <laughs> no, I'm the same. I might have to expand because when I go on other people's podcasts, I never can give just one. It doesn't work. <laughs> and I agree. I think all of those are, are lovely. I was speaking to a housemate today and I said, what do you, do you have any plans for today? Cause she has a day off. She said, just going to be kind to myself. And I thought, you know yeah. what? That is lovely. Like, yeah. if this is not the time for massive expectations we just need to take each day as it comes I think. absolutely and do what you can to get through it so long as you're not hurting anyone else I think yeah. that's the best thing and if baking a cake is your thing do it and if, if it's yes. not don't and don't feel guilty that everyone else is baking <laughs> that's it yeah because we're seeing a lot of things on social media now about did this today because you know I have more time at home and it's totally okay to have an unproductive not an unproductive yeah. sorry to have a chilled out day where you don't you know exactly and the only productive thing is that you got to the end of it that's it exactly. <laughs> yeah um as we said before we started recording you saved a life by staying at home so yes if that's exactly. not productive no and i, I don't think we need to is. remember that yeah we do Laura, thank you so, so much for being oh, my guest pleasure here it was lovely Honestly, to be on and thanks we'll for have to me. get we'll have to get you on again and do some listener questions i could talk to you all day could you <laughs> let um could you let people know where to find you and your dance-offs and <laughs> oh yeah so i'm on instagram at fabulous pharmacist uh that's where i'm most active i do post to facebook but definitely not as often as instagram so instant the, the best place to get me so at fabulous pharmacist i'd be more than delighted to Uh, have you on board with me (laughs) great stuff listen Laura thank you so much for being such an awesome guest guys if you enjoyed this episode please do let Laura and I know you can tag it in your Instagram stories and you'll find me at the Irish Balance and Laura at Fabulous Pharmacist you can also leave a comment on the podcast and please do subscribe and if you want to give the podcast a review that would be great as well because apparently it means that it reaches more people which is always uh, a good thing So thank you so much for listening and I'll see you guys for the next episode. Thanks, Laura. Bye-bye. Thank you, Kira. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.